show yourself God come in and heal thick bodies come in here and soothe disturbed minds come in and let your praise be glorious let your might be revealed let your Holy Ghost move in this place in the name of Jesus we pray thank God clap your hands everybody as you're seated in the house of the Lord. Please be seated. Praise God for his grace. Praise God for his goodness. Praise God that the worship in this place is glorious. The power of the Lord is present. Miracles can take place when God shows up. Are you ready for your miracles? Give God advance praise. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God shows up and God shows out. When he comes into the house, miracles take place. And don't fail to be praising and worshiping, magnifying the Lord. Because your worship and your praise is the opening of the door into your life for the miracles of God to come in and bless and change and transform you. I'm so proud to be pastor of West Angeles Church. I don't know what to do. And I'm godly proud of every one of you here present who've been involved and faithful and diligent in the work of the Lord and present in the life of your church. In just a month or so, April, January, the first Sunday in January, well, it's the second Sunday in January, we'll be celebrating year 51 as pastor of West Angeles Church. The years have gone by, and they have been so joyous and wonderful with the people of the Lord. A few years of loving that lovely lady, Mae Blake, too, and we praise God for her. Looking like a teenager over there, and we praise God for her. Congratulations to Brother Darren McAllister, who received from Pepperdine University his Master of Business Administration degree on the other day. Somewhere in here. Somewhere in here. All right. And certainly we praise God for that wonderful honor in his life. All right, wave at us, brother, so we can see you. 
All right, he's in the sound booth. You're my personal assistant and blesses me in so many ways. And we praise God for this high honor that he has received from Pepperdine University of the MBA degree. And we also want to praise God for Sister Lula Bolton, who lives in Atlanta now, and she and her husband who served for many years as the chairman of our uh, trustee, chairman of our, our brotherhood club and our brotherhood organization, and also the member of our board and chairman of the men's brotherhood fellowship and the deacon board also. Let's give him a rousing applause for that. I've appointed Sister Balton as director of the Community Development Corporation of the Church of God in Christ. Already we've built 77 units of housing in the city of Memphis, and the work is going on in a great way under her leadership. And we want you to know that the story is told in the book that she has written, and it is she's having a book signing on today. It is available to all of you. Just read the history of how West Angeles developed more than 400 units of housing in the Los Angeles community and how many wonderful works have been done by our church through our CDC. And the whole story is in the book. You need this book in your library. You need it on hand just as a memento and a token of her great work. And I invite all of you to make sure you get a copy this book for which I've written a foreword or an introduction. It'll be a blessing to you and a blessing to your life. Let's clap our hands for Dr. Lula Baldwin. And we want to invite you on Family and Friends Day to invite your family and your friends to come out and be with us on next Sunday as we worship the Lord and as we reach out to your family praying that God would strengthen and protect every member of your family. Let's go to the word of the Lord, Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 1. Could you stand for the reading of the word? Matthew 2 and 1. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? We have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Verse 9. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star that they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being divinely warned in a dream 
that they should not return to Herod. They departed for their own country another way. Wise men still seek Jesus. Would you say that to your neighbor? Wise men still seek Jesus. You may be seated. We don't know how many of these men there were. Tradition has it that there were three of them, that they were kings, that they came to the stable on that first night in Bethlehem. But one ancient scholar stated that there may have been as many as 14 wise men in the entourage. The Bible does not tell us their number. And we need not speculate on the matter. Neither does the Bible indicate that they were kings. It is probable that they were not kings. If they had been ruling kings, prudence and protocol would have required Herod to accompany them as they departed from the city of Jerusalem and went out into his kingdom. It is also probable that they did not visit the Christ child at the stable where he was born on that first night, but they came to some other location at a later time. Their questions in Jerusalem indicate that the Christ child had been born before they left their home in the east and that the text indicates that they found Jesus and his mother in a house rather than in a stable. These men were probably from Persia, from Media. They were called in the Greek Magoi, or magicians. And the Magoi among the Persians were the philosophers, the scholars, the priests of their society. They were frequently men of wealth and men of power. And from their ranks, the rulers of the nation were chosen. But despite all that we do not know about these men, we know they were wise men because the Bible says they were wise. And if the Bible says you're wise, you're wise. And they were also wise men because they sought after Jesus. And wise men seek Jesus. What a striking contrast these wise men present when they are compared to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Judea, and Bethlehem. When they were presented, when they came to that city, they found that the angels appeared to the shepherds on the outskirts of town. And the angel said to those shepherds, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, or in a blanket, and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude 
of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. When the shepherds saw this sight, they went out to see the Jesus that the angels had talked about. And in Luke chapter 2, verse 17, the Bible says, They made known abroad the thing which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. The shepherds told everybody they met about this wonderful child that had been born. They passed out the news. And it seems that Bethlehem heard the news but took no note of what the angels had said. They hardly even were curious enough to stop to go and see the babe that had been born, let alone seriously inquire whether he might be the Messiah. How strange it was that they waited who had waited, they who had waited so long for the Messiah were disinterested when the Messiah came. The people in Jerusalem gave no attention to the announcement that the shepherds made. And as I said, they were close, but they were so far away. In Jerusalem, the wise men came to inquire about the location of the Messiah. After conferring with the chief priests and scribes, the king Herod informed the wise men that the Messiah would be born according to prophecy in Bethlehem. And though they had spoke to many people about the Messiah, when they departed for Bethlehem, only seven miles away, it does not seem that anybody was interested enough to go with them to Bethlehem to see this Messiah who had been born. The chief priests, the scribes, the people continued their routine as if nothing had happened. To them, these wise men were coming from so far away and they were not relevant to their situation. And he said they don't know anything about God. And really, those who were furthest, sometimes from Zion, often the first ones to get there. The wise men were furthest away, but they made it to the place where the Messiah was before those in Jerusalem and in Bethlehem made it there. There was kind of a whole hum attitude about the matter and nobody got very excited about it. In the temple, the priest Simeon and his lovely wife Anna were blessed with a child in their old age. And not only were they blessed with a child, but also they were there to see the Christ child brought to Jerusalem to be circumcised and to be dedicated unto the Lord. And though Simeon gave a great prophecy about Jesus and said that he was the Messiah and that great things were going to come through the Spirit of God in his life, but having made that proclamation, nobody paid any attention to Simeon or to Anna 
and nobody went out of their way to go and see the Christ child. It's a dangerous thing to have religion so long that you lose the sense of newness and excitement. Come on, tell your neighbor, it's a dangerous thing to have religion so long that you lose the sense of excitement. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is extremely unfortunate that many people have settled down to see such a routine in the church that they no longer are responsive to the spirit. Nothing in church excites them. They come and they go, and sometimes they don't even bother to come. But they don't get excited about God. Is anybody excited about God today? <laughs> Hallelujah. They've been going through the motions so long that they no longer assure themselves of God's presence before they proceed. They've been doing their thing so long that they will not even listen to God when God speaks to them. I receive the new thing that God is doing that would bless their lives so much. How these wise men came to be aware of the coming of a king, of a messiah, we cannot tell. Possibly they had heard the Jews in Persia discussing the Messiah who was to come. Maybe they had studied the scripture and had read in Numbers 24, 17. Because the Bible says, Balaam prophesied and said, There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. Maybe it was by revelation that God spoke to them and said that a star of unmatched brilliance would appear and that if they would follow that star, they would find the one born to be king of the Jews. God spoke to them after Jesus had come and after Jesus had been seen by them. It might be that God spoke to them afterward also and spoke to them before also. God does speak to men. Would you say to your neighbor, God does speak to men. But God would not have chosen the wise men for this revelation. They had not been ready to receive it. They had a longing for the truth. They were concerned about knowing more about God. And God did not leave them without guidance and without direction. But will you notice with me how badly these wise men wanted to see Jesus? They were really serious about the matter. They had a desperate desire to see him. A star appeared that was so extraordinary that it had to be his star. They had seen no greater star in all of their lives. And when they saw that star they immediately set out to find Jesus. They did not sit back and wait for him to find them. They began to search for him. You've got to really want to find Jesus. The highest faith, the most persistent hope, the most intense enthusiasm, the most active energy come from the keenest longing. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. These wise men had a hunger. They had a desperation 
We want to see him. We want to worship him. We want to come into his presence. And because they had such a clear obsession to see Jesus Christ, God responded and revealed to them the Christ child. They saw his star and dropped everything to find him. Sometimes you've got to drop everything to find Jesus. Come on, tell your neighbor, sometimes you've got to drop everything. Drop your pride, drop your arrogance, drop your reserve, drop your holding back. Let your praise go. Let your worship flow. Seek him, seek him, seek him. Hallelujah. You ever see people who seem to be spiritually lost? They go in one direction for a while. Then they go in another direction. They don't seem to know which way to go. Well, they need to follow the star. In Psalms 119, verse 105, the Bible says, Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto your pathway. And again, in Psalm 43 and verse 3, Send out thy light and thy truth, and let them lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacle. Listen, if you want God to guide you, God will somehow, some way, show you a star, carry you in the direction in which you need to go. You're saying, what does God want from me? What does God want to say to me? Listen, open up your heart, open up your mind. Even in this service today, God will speak to your heart. God will guide you, God will direct you. Does anybody know that God speaks to men Come on, speak to me, Lord Jesus. Direct me, Lord Jesus. Show me your will. Show me your way. Show me the direction you're moving in. Let me have an insight into the moving of the Holy Ghost. I love to see people directed and guided by the power of the Spirit of God, by the Holy Ghost. If you're hungry and if you're thirsty, you shall be filled. Come on, tell your name if you're hungry and thirsty. You shall be filled. Let me also say that you're going to have to walk by faith. Tell your neighbor you're going to have to walk by faith. I know how in the little Christmas plays the star is on a string and then there's another string tied to the star. And so the string goes all the way across the little church and, and Somebody begins to pull the string and the star begins to move and the little wise men follow the star looking at that star coming across on that string. But it did not happen quite that way. According to my reading of the text, the star was not always visible. The first time they saw it, they might not have seen it again for quite a little while. It would appear and then it would disappear and cannot be seen. They could see it at night, but they could not see it during the day. During the day, they had to walk by faith. During those times that they did not see the star, they had to walk. But come on, tell your neighbor, you're going to have to walk by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They may not have seen it from the time that they left Persia until the time that they finished talking to Herod. They said, we have seen his star 
in the east. And they calculated that where they saw it was probably over Palestine, over Jerusalem, over Judea. They said, listen, we may not be able to see the star now. But the last time we saw it, it was over there. Let's just keep on going over there until we get the next revelation. They did not mention to Herod that they'd seen it since they left home. But this is what faith is all about. Faith is being able to continue even when God is silent and you don't feel his presence. But you tell somebody, faith is being able to continue even when God is silent and when you don't feel his presence. Just because you don't feel him doesn't mean he's not there. They said, listen, let's go over there. That's where it was. Let's keep on walking. We cannot see to the future. We cannot see through tear-dimmed eyes, but we can walk on by faith. Come on, child of God. Walk by faith. I know that things are tough. I know that it's rough. I know that your prayers have not yet been answered, but walk by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Come on, clap your hands if you want faith from God. Faith is being able to go on in the darkness even when you have no light to guide you. Faith is being willing to keep on doing what God told you a year ago or 15 years ago without losing courage and giving up hope. Faith is remembering God's promises even though months has passed since God gave you the promise. The wise men turned it even when they could not see the star, they kept on walking. Come on, tell your neighbor, when they could not see the star, they kept on walking. Tell two people, keep on walking by faith. I hear them talking to one another. I can't see it now, but I'm going to walk on by faith. I'm going to walk on by faith. I'm going to walk on by faith. If you walk by faith, God will show you the star. If you walk by faith, it'll show up. Verse 9 says, they departed. They departed. Listen to this. And lo, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Do you really rejoice when God blesses you? Really rejoice when God shows up? We ought to be going crazy with rejoicing. We came up against this wall. You couldn't go any further. We had a debt that was $9 million. And we had the Family Life Center that we still needed to build. And God worked a miracle for us. Gave us enough money to pay off the debt, enough money to fill the Family Life Center, and we ought to rejoice about that. Come on, we ought to rejoice. And then somebody told one of the top contractors in the city or the area of Los Angeles who builds those 20, 30, 40, and 50-story buildings and is known as one of the top contractors in our whole area. And he has built many skyscrapers 
and he's known as the fastest and most efficient contractor in the city of LA, heard about what we were doing, got in touch with us and said, I just accepted the Lord Jesus. I want you all to know I'm going to work free for you. No charge. No charge. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. All that is within me. Bless his holy name. Come on, give the Lord praise. Tell your neighbor, walk by faith. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Do you praise God for what he's done for you? When God gives you a miracle, do you bless the Lord? God does something new for some people because they didn't praise him the last miracle he performed in their lives. Come on, tell three people, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. I got to get through with this. Hallelujah. If God has ever worked a miracle for you, give God praise. There was another reason they had to walk by faith. They had to walk by faith because nobody in Jerusalem or in Bethlehem was excited but them. They came to praise God. They came to glorify God. Folk in Jerusalem were looking at them like they were funny. But listen, some folk come to church looking to praise God, come to West Angeles to glorify God. Then they look around and see you sitting there like a bump on a log. And they say, if they're not excited, I'm not going to get excited. But somebody ought to be excited about what God has done for you. Crazy. Crazy. Praise him. There was another reason they had to have faith. They had to have faith because of the situation in which they found Jesus. If he was the king of the Jews, if he was the Messiah, one would think that there'd be a court gathered around him, that he would be on a beautiful estate and live in a palace that there would be bodyguards and servants and people around him to serve him but no Jesus was in a humble house and it was not a place of wealth it was not a place of luxury it was not a place where you would expect to see a ruler but nevertheless even though they saw him in those circumstances they said listen we worship him we praise him, we glorify him, we magnify him. They, they fell down. I said they fell down and worship him. Sometimes it's good to change your position. I know you love to worship God, but when is the last time you've been down on your knees? When is the last time you laid on your face 
when is the last time you've clapped your hands, lifted up your voice, and gave praise to God? Come on, give God your best praise. Lord, you've been so good to me. Brought me from a long way off. Lifted me up out of the muck and mire of sin. Saved my soul. Changed my life. I've got to praise you. Raise your hand and say, Lord, I've got to praise you. I've got to praise you. You've been so good to me. Will everybody praise him? Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. I think I'm just going to stop right there. The Lord says, listen, what I want you to do now is what they should have did then. I just want you to praise me. I just want you to magnify me. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Can I get somebody to praise him? Lift your hand and say, Lord, I praise you for my life. Some of you would have been gone a long time ago. You should have been dead a long time ago. But you are alive. Tell your neighbor I praise him because I'm alive. God has been so good to me. Hallelujah. He gave me life. He gave me life. Put your hand on your wallet. Put your hand on your pocketbook and lift up your hand and say, Lord, you gave me some money. I've got money in the bank. I've got to praise you because you gave me prosperity. Come on and praise you. Somebody ought to take a walk, take a walk, take a walk. Shake hands with five people and tell them the Lord has been so good to me. Oh, oh, bless his name. Why don't you praise him? Magnify him. Bless his name. The Lord has done great things for us. We're glad about it. Call unto me. I will answer you. Show your great and mighty things. Come on, praise him. For every open door, every way he's made. Come on and thank God. Praise him. Praise him. Hallelujah. 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 We 
Holy Ghost is coming in. Holy Ghost is coming. The Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is here. The anointing is here. Power is here. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Be delivered. Be set free. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and receive your miracle. Lord, I receive it. In the name of Jesus. of the Lord. Remember where God brought you from. Remember what God has done for you. Remember the miracles that the Lord has wrought. If you had a miracle, just shake hands with three people and tell them, God gave me a miracle. Don't you praise him? Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Come on and pray. Come on, let's take some time and pray. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him. Praise him. Lift up your hands, say, Lord, you have wrought miracles for my church. Now work a miracle for me in the name of Jesus. Praise him in advance. Praise him in advance. Praise him. everybody who needs a miracle.
God has chosen this season to bless his people. If you have the faith, God has the power. God can do anything. Come on, tell two people God can do anything. Lift up your hand. Say this after me, Lord. I've heard of the great miracles that you are doing even in this day. Lord, by faith, I claim my miracle. If you'll bless me, Lord, I'll bless you and I'll bless your word. Do it in my life. In the name of Jesus, thank God. Amen. Now praise God as if you already had it. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. 